0: Hello it's AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And as always we have a weekly movie club where we give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and possibly some goofs as well. In the last show we covered the movie Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. That episode along with all previous episodes is available now on all major podcasting platforms including whichever one you're listening on right now. And for this last movie, we've been watching Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. I'll get back to that a little bit later in the show, though. How's everyone been this last couple of weeks? I've just been really, really busy with work. My colleagues actually been off this past week, so like, I've like been playing double duties for some some tasks, let's say. So I've just been like overall just generally really, really busy. I stayed like forty five minutes at the end of one day just so was finishing some things off. But also this past week, I've been really ill. Like. M- The kids had been ill, like, last weekend, and I think I caught it off of them, and then I was, like, really, like, stupidly ill on, like, Wednesday evening, Thursday through the day. I mean, thankfully, I had Thursday morning originally booked off work for something else that I'll get onto in a minute, but... um, I ended up having to extend it to a full day just because I wasn't eating. I was, like, really, really unwell. And, yeah, I just ended up having to take the day off. It was really, really bad. E- even now, for example, I'm I'm not feeling, like, 100%. Like, my stomach's still not 100%. I'm just feeling just generally overall icky. Is that the right, right way I can word it? I'm just, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not 100%. But I think that there are some other contributing factors to that. In fact, e- even today... I've been outside cutting the grass, and uh, even before recording this, like, I've got no motivation today because of these other things that are going on. I even almost called off doing the, the podcast at all today. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to take an extended break and I'm going to try and get my head straight and this, that, and the other. But I thought, you know, I, w- I want to push through. I want to. Sometimes it helps that I can talk through these things at the beginning of the show. Just get it out there. It's like almost kind of a, a self therapy. Maybe people skip over a lot of this stuff. I don't know. But the other thing that's been really concerning me this past week, though, is that our home energy bills, for some reason, all of a sudden have tripled. In fact, no, they've not even just tripled. They've, like, tripled and then some. It's absolutely ridiculous. So let me try and put it into perspective. In March, we were paying around £130 for our, uh, like, gas and electricity for our house and then all of a sudden this last month the amount tripled so i called up our energy company i was like what is going on they were like oh yeah we've estimated your meter well why are you estimating it i've got smart meters in my house i have done for the past 10 years so that i don't have to submit meter readings they can see exactly how much energy i'm using so i told them all this and they were like oh yeah we've not been re like receiving anything from your meters in like 2 3 years. Actually no 2019 they said. They haven't been receiving anything from my Spark meters since 2019. And I was like, "Well, you've not told me this as far as I'm concerned. Uh, my house is sending you all of this information because like uh, depending on how much energy I use is depending on if my bills are going to go up or down." So anyway, they've said, "Oh no, we were estimating it." So they told me what they're estimating it and it was like Twenty-seven thousand units higher than what the physical, like meter reading on our boxes, and I was like, "What's going on?" So anyway, I phoned them up, and they were like, "Okay, we'll we'll call you back in a week's time." That was supposed to be this past Wednesday. Didn't hear anything, so I contacted them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we haven't got any updates for you yet." Okay, well, you were the one that told me that it would be this next Wednesday, so. The following day, a, a guy was supposed to come out and actually have a look at our smart meters and like fix them so that it would start reporting back in again and also validate that the like the value that was on the screen was correct, which he did. But he says, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have been booked in for a meter repair. These are 10 years old. You should have been booked in for a meter replacement to, to the newer models. Well, it'd be good if someone told me that. I mean, bear in mind, I'm completely oblivious to all this. When it comes to... Things like gas and electric, plumbing, when it comes to cars, for example, I have no idea. Like, I, I really do not do not understand a lot of this stuff. Put me in front of a computer, give me a camera, give me some audio recording equipment, this, that, and the other, I'm fine. I will pump you out something and get it online, or I will fix the computer, or I will upgrade, or whatever it is. If, if it's computer or technology-related, I'm fine. I, I I will go ahead and do whatever he's is doing. But when it comes to things like DIY, when it comes to like home, things like the electric and for the cars or even, like I say, cutting the grass. I hate cutting the grass. It's one of those things that I absolutely despise doing. I have no motivation to do it. I just, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. If I could pay someone to come and cut my grass, I would do. But it's just not reasonably viable in the current economic climate, let's say. Um, so anyway, this guy came out. He said, yeah, you shouldn't have been told you, that they'll be repaired. You should have just told that they were being replaced. And, uh, I'm going to have to come back in three weeks time to be able to do it. I'm like, oh, cheers for that. So anyway, I thought that that was all over. I was like, okay, I'll just wait to hear back from these people regarding the complaint that I've got raised at the moment. I had a look on my like, app that I've got to be able to track all my billing and energy usage like the other night. And there's all this information right, that says, oh, this has been, like, put into your account. This has been put into your account. It added up to, like, £3,000. I'm like, what's going on? And then immediately it all came back out again. And then it said that my bills have gone up to £450 a month. I'm like, I can't afford that. It's I have no idea what's going on. And he, like Even right at this very second... I have no idea what's going on. I'm hoping that I'm going to get a phone call tomorrow to explain what's happening or that I can call them and I will be kicking off down the phone because I am I'm, I'm livid with them at the moment and I think it's really affected like my mental health if that makes sense. I've been like really stressed and run down and just constantly it's like going through your head because it's especially when it comes to finances, especially in like the the cost of living crisis that we have here in the UK at the moment. I'm just like, I don't know how we can carry on reasonably. I don't know how we can carry on if it keeps going up and up and up like this, because it's now more than what my mortgage was costing about six months ago, just for the energy in our house. How would they can how they can justify that? I, I it's just, I don't know. It's unbelievable. That's the only way that I can word it. Anyway, I'll, I'll move on from that now to something else which I really didn't want to say, actually. But I had said that I wanted to get back to weekly recording the, in the last show because I've had a lot of other things on at the moment and like, I've been ill with like my grandma passed away and this that, and the other and it's just been one thing after another and I wanted to get back to this like regular routine of weekly recording. I was like, you know what, after the next show, that's going to be it. And then I realised that I've got a charity event this time is uh, bl- binging in me uh, ear. Um, yeah, I've got a charity event this next weekend, which means that I'm not going to even be in the house most of the weekend. And uh, yeah, it means that I'll not be able to record. So the next show will be, again, another two weeks away. And I'm really... I'm disappointed in myself because I'm like... I, I wanted to get back onto doing these on a regular occurrence. But also I'm like maybe these extended breaks are going to help me get my head straight again so i do apologize if i'm going to have a few of these over the next couple of months i think with everything that's going on at the moment sometimes i might just need these extra like week in between recordings and also sometimes there isn't a lot of news to be able to cover like today i've got quite a lot of news from over the past couple of weeks and like the what's new and what's coming soon is fine for this next week and then there's like a couple of things next week that aren't like the regular ones but sometimes i just need to leave it to build up for maybe just a fuller segment of each of the segments of the show so yes it might be that i might be switching to a two-week rotation for the at least for the foreseeable future but i will be getting back to weekly recording i do promise that Um, regardless of all of this, I will still be recording the weekly Disney 411 news for Sorcerer Radio. I've decided that that's going to be kind of my way of keeping this routine of setting everything up on a weekend and making sure that I'm taking all of my notes down and just making sure that I keep that, that pace almost. And that will hopefully allow me to more easily get back into the swing of things with uh, uh, weekly recordings when I decide to do so. So, I do apologize that I'm deciding to go down this route at the moment. It might be that in two weeks' time, I decide, you know what, I'm I'm fine again now. And I'm going to get back to that weekly schedule. And then the only other thing that would be coming up in the not-too-distant future would be, like, my wife's birthday weekend and things like that. So, anyway, that's kind of where things are at the moment. And I just want to kind of be open and honest with people about this because I don't want to just randomly cancel shows at a moment's notice it's just with everything that's been going on recently I just need to get my head straight and I just wanted to more than anything explain that so that people uh hopefully understand so yeah I, I will move on though now hopefully everyone else has had a good couple of weeks or at least better than I've had this last week Uh, but uh, drop me a message over on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club just to let me know how you've been doing of course now though it's time for the news i actually want to start out with what is probably the biggest story of this past week which is that disney have announced that they'll be removing actually a lot of titles from disney plus and hulu beginning may 26th the removal list is as follows and now this is quite a big list so do bear with me whilst i go through it all On Disney Plus, they'll be removing the TV series Big Shot, Turner and Hooch the series, The Mysterious Benedict Society, The Mighty Ducks Game Changers, Willow the series and Making of Willow, Diary of a Future President, Just Beyond, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which I actually wanted to finish watching, so I probably need to try and finish watching it this next week. Rosaline, Cheaper by the Dozen the remake, so the one that has Zach Braff in it. The One and Only Ivan, which is a brilliant movie, which we covered on the Weekly Movie Club, Stargirl, Artemis Fowl, The Princess, Encore, Black Beauty, Clouds, America the Beautiful, Better Nate Than Ever, Weird But True, Timmy Failure, B.R. Chef, which I was hoping would, they would have a second season of, Magic Camp, Earth to Ned, Foodtastic, Stuntman, disney's fairy tale weddings which i'm sure people watch because i see people commenting on it all the time wolfgang it's a dog's life with bill farmer the real right stuff the big fib rogue trip more than robots shop class pick of the litter own the room among the stars Harmonious Live, which, if you haven't seen Harmonious before at Epcot, that's maybe one that you want to watch before it's taken off, and also Pentatonics Around the World for the Holidays. Over on Hulu, you'll be seeing the removal of Why the Last Man, Pistol, Little Demon, Maggie, Dollface, The Hot Zone, The Premise, Love in the Time of Corona, Everything's Trash, Best in Snow, Best in Dough, Darby and the Dead, and also The Quest. Disney's decision to purge this content actually follows very similar cost-cutting moves by other streaming services such as HBO Max and also Showtime to avoid paying out for underperforming library titles. Willow is actually one of the biggest surprises actually on these because it's only been, what, November, I think it was released, so what, six months since it was released? It's really, really odd that they would be removing that, and it's one that I still wanted to be able to watch as well. In response to the news, the Willow writer, John Beckerstaff, said on Twitter, They gave us six months, not even. So, yeah, it wasn't actually even six months. He then went on to say, This business has become absolutely cruel. Disney's actually reversed some of the plans to remove some of the content following the breaking of this news earlier in the week, and also after receiving backlash over its planned removal of titles such as Howard, which is a documentary about Howard Ashman, the gay man who helped write the songs in Beauty and the Beast and also The Little Mermaid. According to Deadline, the company will no longer take the film down, with a company spokesman stating, The list of titles coming off Hulu and Disney Plus this next week is still being finalised. Other titles that have also been reversed, as well as Howard, are Marvel's Project Hero, Marvel's Power, Marvel's Voices Rising, The Music of Wakanda Forever, and also the Pixar Spark Story. So, yeah, so some of these titles were announced and then they were removed, but this could also mean that there are more til- t- more titles, I'm stumbling over my own words, that could see removal or even reversal from this list. So if I do see any more news, I'll try to update people at least on social media if I don't cover it in the next show, of course. But uh, yeah, it's really odd that they're removing this many titles, especially some of these titles that do look like they, they get a lot of viewership. And some of them that are only... In the instance of, uh, say, for example, Willow, six months old on the streaming platform. I know that Willow didn't perform as well as they were expecting it would, but for them to remove it entirely, where is it going to go? They've put in all of this development into this title. Is it going to be made available on, I don't know, Blu-ray, for example? Will it be made available uh, to purchase on other streaming services? So could you buy it on Amazon Prime Video or on iTunes, for example? It will be interesting to see what they do with many of these titles that they are removing, and even if they might see a return in the, I don't know, near future, let's say. Let's have a look at some of the smaller stories now. Disney have announced that they've lost over 4 million subscribers in India following the loss of the cricket on the streaming service, and also recently HBO content as well in the region. In the US and Canada, they also lost 300,000 subscribers, and this is likely due to the recent price rise and less content and political issues, let's say. Following the writer strike, development has been suspended on Andor Season 2, as well as Marvel's Daredevil Born Again. Disney have announced that in the US, they plan to merge Disney+, ESPN+, and also Hulu into a single app. Bob Iger said in a statement that the One App Experience will offer a better service to its its subscribers and increases the advertising revenue that they can get across the board. He said, Whilst we will continue to offer Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN+, as standalone options, this is a logical progression of our direct-to-consumer offerings that will pr- provide greater opportunities for advertisers, whilst giving bundle subscribers access to more robust and streamlined content, resulting in greater audience engagement, and ultimately leading to a more unified streaming experience. My only query with this is, will this app be unique to the US, or will it be an update to the app that's used elsewhere in the world? So, say for example, in the UK, will the app see this same update, and could it give us here in the UK the opportunity, if we wanted to, to subscribe to ESPN Plus? I know that they probably wouldn't do it for Hulu, because the star service here in the UK is basically us getting Hulu included in Disney Plus, but yeah, I am curious about that let's say. Disney have announced this past week the launch of their Disney Plus Basic or ad supported tier in the Europe region before the end of 2023. No pricing information has yet been provided however however, if it's anything like the US ad tier they'll more than likely take the existing tier and add in a new premium tier and up everyone's prices across the board but that remains to be seen nothing has yet been confirmed on that. Jamie Lee Curtis has spoken multiple times at film premieres and on social media over the past year, trying to figure out about a sequel to the 2003 version of the Freaky Friday movie. But now, according to an article in the New York Times that was celebrating the 20th anniversary of the film, Disney is apparently officially developing the new project. Jamie Lee Curtis told me the New York Times... As I went around the world with Halloween ends, people wanted to know if there was going to be another Freaky Friday. Something really touched a chord. When I came back, I called my friends at Disney and said, It feels like there's a movie to be made here. Lindsay Lohan, who also starred with Jamie Lee Curtis in the film, has also said, Jamie and I are both open to that, so we're leaving it in the hands that be. We would only make something that people would absolutely adore. And it sounds like it would be a really interesting project. It could be that they go back and it's maybe, I don't know, Lindsay Lohan's daughter that's also involved in it and maybe all three of them switch bodies it'd be a really really interesting one to be able to catch up on and it's a film that my wife actually really enjoys as well it's one that she goes back on a semi-regular basis to be able to re-watch and it's one that we've watched with the kids recently as well so it might be one that we could include in a weekly movie club I don't think we've included it yet no I don't think we have anyway I'm thinking about that myself but uh, yeah it might be one that we'll add on to the weekly movie club club card let's say Speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, though, we actually got our first glimpse of her as Madame Leota in the upcoming Haunted Mansion movie and a new photo from Entertainment Weekly, as well as the new trailer that dropped this past week. I actually watched the trailer and it doesn't look as scary as the first one that was released. That first trailer looked really, really freaky. This one shows a little bit more of the comedic elements that are going to be in the film, which is kind of... It's a given, really, with Haunted Mansion. It's got a lot of those kind of very punny is that the, the word i'm looking for kind of jokes that are hidden throughout the attraction and also when you go back to the eddie murphy film that was like comedy focus but i think it had to be with eddie murphy really but uh, no i'm really looking forward to this one so i'm really looking forward to it and jamie lee curtis as madame leota works really well for some reason i don't know why i don't know i expected it to not but when you see her head in this like ball that they've got it's like yeah, that that really, really works now. During a recent appearance on Sportsnet during an ice hockey game, actor JL White revealed that he would be starring in the upcoming Star Wars Skeleton Crew series as a pirate, and it's set to be released on Disney Plus in November or December. He said, Yeah, Skeleton Crew is going to be out in November slash December, and it's a part of the Star Wars universe. Of course none of this has actually been confirmed by disney even though we have also recently heard some other titles are going to be released around a similar time frame let's say so yeah remains to be seen i would say on this one let's have a look what other things that we've got now though so abc's big sky has been cancelled after three seasons alaska daily has been cancelled after one season According to the official Writers Guild of America directory, Vision Quest is listed with a release window of 2024 or 2025. The show will actually follow Vision after the events of WandaVision, and it's going to be written by Jack Schaefer, who is also the executive producer and also the showrunner of the project. Actually, one thing that I missed a little bit earlier as well, Projects that have been put on hold with the writers' strike. I actually saw an article the other day that development on the next season of The Mandalorian has also been put on hold as well. Although that wasn't filming at the time, it's just the development process, let's say. Disney has announced that Avatar The Way of Water will debut on Disney Plus on June 7th. And will include bonus content featuring filmmakers, cast and crew disney have released the first official trailer for the full monty legacy series which will release on june 14th i actually watched this earlier in the week and i've never seen the original film but i know it's based in the local region and i watched this trailer and i was like i really want to watch this series i've never been interested in watching the film i don't know what it is i don't know whether it's the subject matter in it maybe i was just too young at the time not a clue Probably one that we will get around to watching, but I really want to check out the series because it looks like it's really going to showcase a lot of our local region, and it looks very much character-driven, and anyone who's been listening to the show for a while will know how much I like this kind of character progression and story, let's say, and just becoming... like just knowing these characters that you're seeing on the screen so yeah i'm really looking forward to checking that one out and the last story of the week disney have confirmed that loki season two will be streaming beginning october 6th and also all episodes of echo will be available on november 29th and i've seen a few articles about this over this past week and it's one of those things i'm still not sure about myself because when disney release weekly release content like they had with the Star Wars shows, for example, it shows that Disney have got this almost confidence behind, okay, people are going to want to tune in on a weekly basis. Whereas when they've done this with other shows, for example, with um, what was what was one of the ones that they did? Big Shot Season 2, for example. That was seen as the nail in the coffin for Big Shot because it was like, we don't have the confidence in this. We're just going to drop all the episodes at once. And, well, they're now taking it off of Disney+. Plus. So... Is this that Disney don't have the the confidence in Echo as a series, so they're just going to drop all the episodes at once, or is this kind of Disney's, okay, this is a special event, we're just going to release all of the episodes at once, or are they just attempting a different release strategy with one of the Marvel shows? I don't know, but it seems odd that on the one hand, they're saying, okay, here's weekly releases of one shows, and then... On the other hand, they're saying, okay, this is from the same universe, but we're just going to drop all of the episodes at once and you can watch them in your own time. I'm really confused what they're doing with this. I really hope that this isn't Disney's lack of confidence because it will really show showcasing what this show will become in the end. But uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out regardless. Uh, I think that the character of Echo in the Hawkeye se- series was really, really interesting, and I'm looking forward to just finding out more about this character, what makes this character tick, but I I love how they've got this representation now of this character in the MCU, and the challenges that that will kind of face, that not only for the character, but also with, on screen, are they going to have someone on screen at all times that would be doing a almost like a non-verbal translation like responding in context that's probably the way that i can word that better will they be responding in context or is it one of those shows that's going to have a, a permanent sort of subtitles to it i mean we watch most of our stuff with subtitles on anyway i don't know whether it's my age or what it is at the moment we watch with subtitles because i can follow it along a little bit better and i kind of absorb it otherwise i end up like skipping back like what did that person say sometimes I think I need my ears checking, but I know that they're not that bad. I think it's just that I've just failed to focus sometimes. Maybe I've just just got other things on my mind, but uh, anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really, really good series. And that's about it for this week's news. What are you most excited about? Let me know, of course, over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club or over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Now, though, I'm going to take a brief break, and then I'll be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week.
1: Are you a park opener? Maybe you love the smell of pirate water. Here at Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company, we're a little sweet on Gaston, and we think you might be too. Bring these magically inspired scents to your home, or it could be off with your head. Magically Scent Your World at MagicallyScented.com. Source radio listeners, be sure to use the code SOR20 to get 20% off your next Magically Scented order. What are some of the most popular songs played on Sorcerer Radio? We'll find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10 at 8 a.m. Eastern. Vote for your favorite Disney song on the Sorcerer Radio app by pressing the vote button on the bottom part of the screen. That's the SRN Top 10 on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long, srsounds.com.
0: And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? This past week, I actually got a chance to watch all of The Muppets Mayhem. I'd been starting to watch it, like, on my phone and this and the other. like On an evening, for example, when I'm, like, going to bed and, like, we're starting to wind down. You know, like, a half an hour show just, like, as you're starting to relax. And it was really funny. I ended up, actually, on my day when I was, like, really unwell, I sat in our living room at home. I was like, I don't want to move anywhere. I just put on Muppets Mayhem, and I watched it all the way through, and I loved every single second of it. Absolutely brilliant TV series. This is what we've been looking for in a Muppets series, I think. And it was one of those things that I wasn't really expecting a lot from it, because it's those characters that are kind of mostly in the background when you think of the Muppets. When you think of the Muppets, you think of Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, this, that, and the other. But no, I loved following Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. I think that we really got to flesh out their characters and find out more about them. It absolutely brilliant. Absolutely loved every single second of it. And if you're a, even a passive Muppets fan, or even if you just like rock music, for example, I highly advise checking out this series. And also the soundtrack's available now. If you want to be able to just listen to some of the music... You can find it over on um, iTunes or Apple Music. It's on Spotify and a few other streaming services out there. But also, I believe it may now be on the Sorcerer Radio Network. I would have to double-check that one. I did forward it over to Sorcerer the other day, and he did say we'd be looking at it and trying to get them onto the platform in the not-too-distant future, so they may already be on now. If not, I would expect them to be coming soon, but they were... They're absolutely brilliant. I've been listening to the tracks in the car this past week. It's just really, really good. So highly advise checking that one out. But what else have we got to look forward to this next week? Well, starting on Tuesday, we'll be getting new episodes, uh, well, episodes seven and eight of A Small Light. Moving on to Wednesday, we'll be seeing the release of American Born Chinese, which is based on the graphic novel of the same name by Jean Lung Yang. I think that's how you say that. American-born Chinese tells the story of Jin Wang, who is an average teenager juggling his high school social life with his home life, when he meets a new foreign student on the first day of the school year. Even more worlds collide as Jin is unwittingly entangled in a battle of Chinese mythological gods. Sounds really, really interesting. I'm really looking forward to checking this series out. In the US on Wednesday, you'll also be getting four episodes of Kid Season 1, Chippendale Park Life Season 2 Episodes 1 through 5, five new episodes of Spidey and His Amazing Friends Season 2, which my kids really, really love. And I'm thankful we've now got the figures that are exclusive to Walmart in the US. My dad went over a few weeks back and he brought the figures back from Walmart because it's the only place that you can buy them. Um, anyway, Carrying on, we might have to actually show the kids some of these new episodes. You'll also be getting Intertwined Season 2 on Wednesday, where Marco gets to travel through time and transports from the 90s straight into 2021, thanks to the bracelet. Fascinated by the new world he sees before his eyes, Marco is determined to remain in 2021 with Allegra. Meanwhile, the three women in the Sharp family, Coco, Katerina, and Allegra, receive an offer for their play, Light Years, that they can't refuse. But they find that this project will be difficult to carry out because several past revelations from 1994 were never resolved. Marco, determined to help the Sharp women, also searches for answers as to why the bracelet took him to 2021 and learns that this magical object that allows time travel also carries an unknown danger. Here in the UK on Wednesday, we'll be getting two episodes of The Clearing True Lies, Episode 6, Will Trent, Episode 9, 911, Season 6, Episode 14, Station 19, Season 6, Episode 17, Grey's Anatomy, Season 19, Episode 18, and also Family Guy, Season 21, Episode 19. On Thursday here in the UK, we'll also be getting a new episode of The Kardashians, Season 3. And then moving on to Friday, whilst we won't be getting anything new here in the UK, or at least not that has been announced yet, in the US you'll also be getting Wildlife, which follows conservationist Chris Tompkins on an epic, decade-spanning love story, as wild as the landscape she's dedicated her life to protecting. After falling in love in her midlife, Chris and the outdoorsman and entrepreneur Doug Tompkins left behind the world of the massively successful outdoor brands they'd helped pioneer, and turn their attention to the visionary effort to create national parks throughout Chile and Argentina. Wildlife chronicles the highs and lows of their journey to affect the largest private land donation in history. And now, as I mentioned earlier, I am not going to be recording next weekend due to the charity event that I will be attending. We've also been nominated... Sorry, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit off our track. Because of all the charity things that we do through our office we've actually been nominated for an award this past week so I'll be going to a charity dinner quite close to my wife's birthday actually and my wife will be coming along with me but uh, yeah we've been invited to an awards dinner for what we've been nominated for an award and have been invited to an awards dinner for like new corporate partnership for this charity so I thought that was really nice and uh, yeah it just shows that Giving to the community does get recognized, but we don't do it about do this sort of thing for the recognition. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that out. I'll be letting you know about that when it gets a little bit closer, let's say. But the following week on Wednesday the 31st, we'll be seeing the release of all of the current, not the one that's just been released or is being released in cinemas. But anyway, all of the current Indiana Jones movies on Disney Plus for the first time. I don't know what's taken so long for all of the Indiana Jones films to come to Disney Plus. It's not really mattered to me per se because i've got them all on blu-ray and i've also got them all digitally on itunes as well so i could watch them whenever i want through that but for many who don't have that it's been a long time for them to be able to come to disney plus i don't know why it's taken so long but i have seen a couple of like early reviews for the new indiana jones film and it's not been reviewed very good i'm i'm hoping it's better than these reviews say it could just be these review critics just I don't know, randomly criticised. There there were some films that have been criticised really, really bad, but I've had really good audience reviews, so I'm hoping that that's kind of where this is going to go. But uh, yeah, uh, not this next week, but the week after on the 31st, we'll be getting the current Indiana Jones films on Disney+. And then on Friday of that week in the US, you'll be getting Pride from Above, which offers viewers the chance to discover the historic activism, creativity, and logistical ingenuity required to pull off these pulsating, technicolored festivals of hope across the world. And we actually have quite a lot of Pride festivals in the city where I live, but also the city where I work as well. And they're always, like, a a really big deal made of them. I actually have a friend who's a filmmaker who's actually the official filmmaker for the, like regional pride festivals and he was showing me some of the content that he's got from previous years and it, it amazes me the the amount of effort that's put into some of these like what you would almost consider to be small community festivals and there's a whole community that gets behind these and yeah it's it's really really interesting to see so uh, yeah looking forward to finding out more about this one and that's about it for this next couple of weeks what are you most looking forward to let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club or over in the sorcerer radio discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or over in the sorcerer radio fun zone facebook group i am going to take another brief break now and then i'll be back with the weekly movie club Hi, it's Jeff Davis here on
1: Sorcerer Radio. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time for DW60. We'll start things off with Press Row as we talk about some of the top news stories from the Walt Disney World Resort. And, of course, there's always rumors floating around, and I'll cover them during the rumors of the week. And I'll be reading your emails during email time. As always, I'll be playing some of your favorite Disney music from around the Walt Disney World Resort. If you missed the show, catch the replay that evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can always catch up on the news of the week during DW60's Press Row podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. It's DW60 with me, Jeff Davis, here on Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long, srsounds.com.
0: time for the weekly movie club and as i mentioned earlier this past week's movie or past couple of week's movie should i say has been star wars episode one the phantom menace now i've had a few people ask me why did i choose to do the phantom menace first and it was mainly that i'd had a conversation with my wife and i said to her as a non-star wars fan now that you've seen the films in really in not really sort of in chronological order would you prefer to be able to have the surprise of what happens in episode five, or would you be able, prefer to understand this process all the way through? And I asked my wife, I asked a couple of people at work, I asked one of my closest friends who isn't really a Star Wars fan, and all of them said after watching them for the first, fi- first time, I would prefer to watch them in, cr- in chronological order. So that's what I've decided to do. It may not be what everyone wants, I personally, if I'm doing a marathon of all the Star Wars films nowadays, I watch them in chronolo- chronological order. Kind of just makes sense. Unless it's Star Wars Day, then I watch the, just the original trilogy. But uh, yeah, I, th- this is the reason why I've decided to go in chronological order. And I hope that people will follow along with this uh, Star Wars movie club, let's say. I, I've been doing the, the Marvel ones for quite a while now and I held off on doing the Star Wars ones. When I've had Star Wars Day shows, I've decided... I'll just give my thoughts on the Star Wars universe or things that are happening in the Star Wars universe. And I've been like, you know what? No, I want to do them as part of the movie club. So I've decided to go with episode one, The Phantom Menace to begin with. So if you've never seen The Phantom Menace before, this is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show, go and watch the film, and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. And now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. The Trade Federation has created turmoil in the Galactic Republic by blockading the planet Naboo in protest of recent legislation taxing major galactic trade routes. The Republic's leader, Supreme Chancellor Valorum, dispatches the Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn and his apprentice Obi-Wan Kenobi to negotiate with the Trade Federation Viceroy Newt Gunray. However, Darth Sidious, a Sith Lord, the Trade Federation's secret benefactor, orders the Viceroy to kill the Jedi and begin a planetary invasion with an army of battle droids. But the Jedi escape and they flee to Naboo. During the invasion, Qui-Gon rescues a bumbling Gungan outcast named Jar Jar Binks. Indebted to Qui-Gon, Jar Jar leads the Jedi to Ottagunga, the Gungan's underwater city. However, the Jedi fail to persuade the Gungan leader, Boss Nass, to help protect the planet's surface dwellers, but manage to obtain Jar Jar's guidance and also an underwater transport to Thede, the capital city of Naboo, through the planet's dangerous core. Although, they're attacked by several monstrous beasts that dwell in the core as they make their way to Thede. After arriving, they rescue Queen Amidala, and the group make their escape from Naboo aboard her royal starship intending to reach the republic's capital planet of coruscant passing through the trade federation's blockade the ship is damaged in the crossfire and they dispatch droids to repair the damage so that the ship can jump to hyperspace however they lose all but one droid named r2d2 who is commended for his efforts despite this the ship's hyperdrive malfunctions and they are forced to land for repairs on the outlying desert planet of tatooine situated beyond the republic's jurisdiction Qui-Gon, Jar Jar, R2-D2, and Queen Amidala, who is in disguise as one of her own handmaidens, visits the settlement of Mos Espa to purchase a new part for their hyperdrive. They encounter a junk dealer named Watto, and his nine-year-old slave, Anakin Skywalker, a gifted pilot and engineer who built a protocol droid named C-3PO. Qui-Gon senses a strong presence of the Force within Anakin, and is convinced that he is the prophesied Chosen One, destined to restore balance to the Force. With Watto refusing to accept payment in Republic currency, Qui-Gon wages both the acquired hyperdrive part, and also Anakin's freedom, in a pod race. Anakin wins the race, and joins the group to be trained as a Jedi, reluctantly leaving behind his mother, Shmi Skywalker. En route to the starship, Qui-Gon encounters Darth Maul, Sidious's apprentice, who is sent to capture Amidala. And after a brief lightsaber duel, Qui-Gon narrowly escapes aboard the starship with the others. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan escort Amidala to Coruscant so that she can plead her people's case to Chancellor Valorum and also the Galactic Senate. Qui-Gon informs the Jedi Council that his attacker was a Sith and subsequently asks for permission to train Anakin as a Jedi, but the Council refuses his request concerned that Anakin's age and fears for his mother make him vulnerable to the dark side of the force. Undaunted, Qui-Gon vows to take up Anakin as his new apprentice. Meanwhile, Naboo's senator, Palpatine, persuades Amidala to call for a vote of no confidence in Valorum to elect a new, more capable leader in order to resolve the crisis on Naboo. Though she is successful in pushing the vote, Amidala grows frustrated with the now apparent corruption in the Senate, and decides to return to Naboo. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are ordered by the Jedi Council to accompany the Queen and investigate the return of the Sith, whom they had thought to be extinct, extinct for over a millennium. On Naboo, Padme finally reveals herself as the actual Queen before the Gungans, to gain their trust, and persuade them to help against the Trade Federation. Jar Jar is promoted to a general in the Gungan army and joins his tribe in a battle against the droid army whilst Padme leads in the search for the gunray in Theed. Qui-Gon tells Anakin to hide through the upcoming battle. He does so inside an empty starfighter in the palace hangar but he accidentally triggers his autopilot and flies into space joining the Naboo pilots in their battle against the Federation droid control ship. With R2's help, Anakin pilots the fighter into the ship and causes its destruction from within, deactivating the droid army. Meanwhile, Maul, who has been dispatched by Sidious to assist Gunray, engages in a lightsaber duel with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. After becoming separated, Maul mortally wounds Qui-Gon Jinn, and following an intense battle is then sliced in half by Obi-Wan and falls down a shaft. On his dying breath, Qui-Gon asks Obi-Wan to train Anakin before dying in his arms. Following the battle, Gunray is arrested by the Republic and Palpatine is elected Chancellor. Master Yoda promotes Obi-Wan to the rank of Jedi Knight and reluctantly accepts Anakin as Obi-Wan's apprentice. A funeral is held for Qui-Gon, attended by the other Jedi, who contemplate that there is still one Sith remaining, since there are always two of them. During a celebratory parade on Naboo, Padme presents a gift of thanks to the Gungans to establish peace between the two people. Star Wars Episode I, The Phantom Menace, was released on May 19, 1999. With a budget of $115 million, it went on to make $1.027 billion at the global box office. Following the release of Return of the Jedi in 1983, talks of a follow-up were proposed, but Lucas was unmotivated to return to the franchise. During the hiatus, the backstories he created for the characters, particularly Anakin's own backstory, sparked interest in him to develop a prequel trilogy during the 1990s, after he determined that the computer-generated imagery, or CGI, had advanced to the level he wanted for the prequel trilogy's visual effects. Lucas then began writing The Phantom Menace in 1993, and production then began in 1994. Filming started on June 26, 20, 1997, and ended on September 30th of the same year. The film actually marked Lucas's first directorial effort after a 22-year hiatus following the original Star Wars in 1977. Fox actually released the first trailer with strict instructions that it not be shown before a certain date. A Canadian movie theatre actually accidentally showed it a day early and lost the entire right to show the movie after its release. During the first week of the first trailer's release, many theatres had actually reported up to 75% of their audiences were paying a full price ticket for a movie and then walking out after the Star Wars Episode One trailer was shown. This was, of course, before the rising popularity of digital trailer releases, which we see nowadays. Many of the sets were built only as high as the top of the actor's heads, and computer graphics actually filled in much of the rest. Liam Neeson was actually so tall that he cost the set crew an extra $150,000 in construction costs just to be able to make sure that his head region was covered during filming. Due to her age, being only 16 at the time of filming The Phantom Menace, Natalie Portman, who plays Queen Amidala, missed the premiere party in New York because she had to go home and study for high school final exams. When fully dressed and in makeup, Natalie Portman and Keira Knightley, who play the hadmaiden Saeb, resembled each other so much that even Knightley's own mother, who visited the set, had trouble identifying her own daughter. At the time of the film's release, the producers ran disinformation campaigns to suggest that Natalie Portman played both Padme and also the Queen at all times. Natalie Portman's voice was actually digitally enhanced to distinguish between Padme and Queen Amidala as well. According to Star Wars canon, Obi-Wan's hanging braid is actually a Jedi tradition common to all Padawan learners. When a Padawan's master feels that he has reached the proper maturity, he cuts off the braid with his lightsaber, signifying that the student is now a full Jedi Knight. This is why Anakin can be seen with the same braid. Jake Lloyd actually retired from acting because of the trauma he experienced after playing Anakin Skywalker, with other children constantly teasing him about the role. Ahmed Best also received similar ridicule for the role of Jar Jar. However, in more recent years, he's been accepted more by the community and has also recently played the Jedi Master Calloran Beck in The Mandalorian. Let's have a look at some other interesting facts. During filming, Ewan McGregor made lightsaber noises as he jewelled. This was noticed and corrected early on and in some cases was corrected during post-production. The sound of the underwater monsters growling near the beginning of the film was made by the sound of the technician's three-year-old daughter. Her crying was recorded and then the frequency lowered to obtain the sound heard for the film. To create the sounds of the spectators during the pod race, the sound designer recorded the crowd's reactions at a San Francisco 49ers game. Tests were conducted to see if Yoda could be realised digitally for the film, but it was determined that the technology wasn't yet up to scratch for that purpose. A CG model of Yoda was created, but it was only used for one shot, and it was actually quite a lengthy one, if I remember quite rightly. Darth Maul doesn't show up until almost the half-hour mark in the film, and he actually only speaks a total of three lines, and spends almost all of his 8.5 minutes of screen time either listening, walking, standing quietly, or fighting, as we see at the end of the movie. Maul actually has a very memorable and intense monologue about fear that was used in the TV spots, but never actually made it properly into the final movie. His role would later be expanded on in multiple TV animated series, and uh, he's actually one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars canon now. Ewan McGregor, who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi, is the nephew of Dennis Lawson, who played the rebel pilot Wedge Antilles in the original trilogy. When preparing for the role, you and McGregor also studied many of Sir Alec Guinness's films, including Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope, to ensure the accuracy of everything from his accent to the pacing of his words throughout his performance. And that's it for the movie club this week. What did you think? I think Episode 1 gets a little bit of a bad rap. <laughs> I think for many Jar Jar puts it off. Jar Jar kind of made it this, okay, we want to kind of entice a new generation to this film. Let's put in a character that children can more identify with. And it really alienated a lot of long-term fans. And there were there were cuts of The Phantom Menace that were released online that just took out every Jar Jar scene. And apparently it didn't make very much difference to the overall running of the story. But... I I don't know. I think it gets a bad rap because of Jar Jar. And I think overall, it's a very important film in the development of this Skywalker saga, seeing where Anakin came from, but also seeing where Obi Wan came from as well. There are books as well that are placed before episode one that kind of catalog more of qui-gon and obi-wan's journey together as master and apprentice but i think that it's a really good introduction to both of these characters and uh, yeah i really really enjoyed it especially i mean you can't really go wrong with jewel of the fates in, in my opinion that that score i actually did when i was a gymnast i did a a routine tour that score with a partner that actually won a british competition i actually have a british gold medal from the the competition where I used that score as a routine performance. So yeah, that's kind of interesting fact about me today. Uh but yeah, now I I really enjoy, enjoy enjoyed the film. I really enjoyed Ewan McGregor's performance in the film. I think his performance as Obi-Wan throughout the original trilogy is just one of those standout things that I will always say is kind of this one of the best things about the original trilogy. I think that he did such a great job. And bringing him back for the Obi-Wan series was the the perfect thing to be able to do, in my opinion. But uh, no, I really enjoyed episode one. I think that the lightsaber jewels and the way that they developed lightsaber jewels for the prequel trilogy to make them more artistic and flowing and much more intense, I think, than the lightsaber jewels that you see in the original trilogy, which were more like uh, sword sparring more than anything. I think the way that they were able to develop it and see that each of the the jedi's own kind of ways of being able to use the force and also exploring the force a lot more throughout this this film and also the subsequent films in the prequel trilogy now i really really enjoyed it and I, I think that it's a really important film to be able to watch to be able to understand where anakin skywalker came from and how the skywalker saga uh, began really and also you get to see a lot of the locations that will come up throughout the star wars universe as time goes on as well so uh, no really really enjoyed it so as always i ask over in the sorcerer radio discord the fun zone facebook group and also on my social media for people to be able to share their comments so let's see what you have to say this week sorcerer radio's own eric allen said this was the only star wars movie i got my see with me i also took my son to see it when it was re-released in 3d he also posted a really fun infographic, actually, in the Discord as well, where he said, whilst Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, was the, was the least commercially successful movie of the franchise, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, was the least popular one among critics, and Episode 8, The Last Jedi, was the least popular among audiences, and this is according to a Rotten Tomatoes infographic, by the way. He also said that his ex really liked Jar Jar Binks as well, so uh, I'm not saying that this is the reason, but... Maybe it is the reason that she's his ex. Uh, Anyway, uh, moving on now. Brandon said, That Anakin is one amazing kid. Now, if you think that he's amazing right now, Brandon, just wait until we carry on with the f- the films let's say um but yeah it's really interesting to see the development of Anakin Skywalker right from an early age and how attuned he was to the force let's say without him being trained in the Jedi ways so uh, it'll be interesting to follow along with Anakin's journey throughout the rest of the prequel trilogy and also this I don't know wider Skywalker saga let's say And then tim over on instagram said i originally watched all of the star wars as a kid and i remember really enjoying the prequel trilogy going back and watching the films nowadays now i'm a little bit older i can understand why people didn't like certain parts of the phantom menace and other aspects of the prequel trilogy as a whole and i think that's something that a lot of fans have come to realize over the years that the prequel trilogy was really really good and really really important as a part of the whole skywalker saga i know a lot of people when say for example the sequel trilogy came out started going back and watching the prequel trilogy and going you know what i actually really really enjoyed this and i think now it's a part of this like wider story that spans nine films the prequel trilogy and the phantom menace as a whole has gained a lot more appreciation from the the star wars fan base let's say but uh, no i really enjoyed it and i think it's a really important part of that journey let's say of the the entire skywalker saga it's the it's the, it's the launching point of it really and it's something that disney is now starting to build this universe around and we're starting to see projects in development films and tv series books comics and, th- and audiobooks that are, are set before even the events of episode one as well so it's a, re- a really interesting t- time to be able to follow a lot of these sorts of things Thank you everyone for your comments on the movie this week. Usually I would have the review from Diz His, but I actually haven't received it through yet today. It could just be that with the changing schedules recently, it might just not have been something that they've been able to get over in time, ready for the show. If I do get it, I will pop it in at the end of the next show though, so people will still get a chance to be able to hear their thoughts on The Phantom Menace. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. Or, of course, on any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the D Plus Club or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. For the next movie club, we'll be watching Pinocchio. More specifically, we'll be watching the live-action Pinocchio, but then comparing it back to the original animated Pinocchio and the differences between the two films as well. Until then, though, hopefully you have a good couple of weeks. Thank you very much for tuning in this week, and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.